All right, Scott Ritchie, fresh off a late night with Io and Chance the Rapper, is already thinking about the next NBA draft party he'll attend. It just might happen pretty soon. I mean, there's a real chance maybe Kofi Coburn and Andre Curbelo both get picked in 2022. Hey, the tide has turned for the Illini and the NBA. Richie will discuss that. He'll talk recruiting. He'll talk scheduling. He'll even talk some football, maybe. This week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, it's a good, it's a really good Monday morning, not just because it's 75 and sunny outside with no humidity here in Champaign, but Scott Ritchie is across from me, and we get to spend the next half hour talking all sorts of good basketball from the NBA draft to Scott Ritchie's Night on the Town with Chance the Rapper to uh, the latest from Ubbin to the recruiting scene. Why are you giving me that look, Scott Ritchie? Well, I mean, I, you caught me with Chance the Rapper because, yes, we were in the same building. No, I don't think you could, like, honestly say that, like, we spent any time together. I thought you told me you went clubbing. I mean, I could have done that, but I think, like, the preference was maybe for me to write about Isle's draft party instead of sticking it because it turned into a party party after, after the draft selection. Uh, but work to be done. We'll go behind the scenes, as Scott Ritchie did in Sunday's News Gazette. I am Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, former basketball beat writer when Illinois was really good. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just that one year. <laughs> just Every podcast, you like to send out that reminder. Until it's topped by a team that you cover, I have that right and privilege to say that. That's true. So, so what, pipe it, Ritchie. Elite eight or bust, essentially. That's right. Would have been the final four in Minneapolis had had the Waltons not interfered. So, so Bill was had the refs interfering not from whistled the, all those calls. Booth. Ask Sergio; he'll, he'd back me up. In fact, I might I might text him right now. He's still mad about the calls. There were a lot of fouls. In yeah, free there were in that game. Anyway, why are we still talking about that? Quit quit dragging that up, Scott Ritchie. Uh, like we said, Iowa went to. Later than expected, but the team kind of saved the day that selected them, the Bulls, right? Yeah, and I mean, heading into the draft, you know, that that Thursday, um, the majority of the mock drafts had Io being selected sometime late in the first round. Now, there were a few. Um, ESPN, I think one person from The Athletic, because they had a couple 
different mock drafts. Um, the ringer um, had him in the second round. So it maybe wasn't, shouldn't have been as big a surprise as it seemed to be to every Illinois fan on, on Twitter who was bemoaning the fact that he didn't go in the first round. And you know, the expectation in the room you know, from Iowa's family was, was first round, and they kind of you know, targeted that number 22 pick that you know, belonged to the Lakers but then was ultimately part of the, the Russell, well, will be in a couple of days, I guess, officially part of the Russell Westbrook trade. Um, but it didn't happen. But then the Bulls saved the day. Isle slips to number 38, and you know, he gets to stay in Chicago and play for the team he rooted for growing up, which is the story kind of writes itself. All right, you were there at the restaurant in Chicago, uh, throwing back a couple, I understand. I did not because okay. I was working. I was tempted, especially as you know, I was not out. being selected and deadline mm-hmm. was approaching. I was like, well. All right. This is going to be a close one. Strong media showing. Io did it right. Um, uh, good to see. Highlight of the night for you was what? Well, I mean, I think there were a couple. Um, just the event itself. I mean, it was the first time I'd ever covered anything like that. So that was you know, new for me as well. Um, pretty new for Illinois basketball because I hadn't had a players drafted since Myers Leonard in, in 2012. Um, and then it was just the opportunity to, to talk with I was mom and dad, terrific people, get to see them again. Um, and then sort of at the very end, um, after he was selected, you know, I went up on stage where they had a DJ set up and you know, he was you know, thanking everyone that came and just talking about the opportunity to play for the Bulls. I think, uh, the crowd was very loud at that point and you know, he was getting drowned out, but, uh, I glanced over like Brett Underwood was watching him do all this and just the look on his face you know, he was so proud you know one of his guys to, to maybe reach this stage so that was just kind of a cool moment as well all right i hope you picked up sunday's news gazette i'm, I'm gonna rave about scott ritchie not only did he write a cover story about the night that was for iowa he came up with a college basketball page this all on the eve of college football training camp smart move mr ritchie because i love my basketball you know that well and i think even with the college football season starting today, well, yesterday, technically, uh, for those teams that are playing week zero, like Illinois, uh, basketball is still kind of king. Yeah, you think? That was great. Anyway, Anita, again, it was a nerve-wracking night watching the NBA draft, knowing, and not just because we were trying to put out a print edition that had to go at 11 o'clock, all right? And Iowa got picked about 10.38 when you told me, Richie, that he'd be picked at 9 p.m., well, again, expectation, majority of the mock drafts. Yeah. Late, late first round. It Way was, to go. And I will say, like, you know, the first pick was made, I think, about 7.07, which was earlier than I thought they'd get to because I figured, you know, ESPN, the broadcast, it would kind of drag it out. The first pick would happen, like, at 7.30 or something. First few picks went quickly. And then I feel like it just – maybe it was just because – I was waiting for Iowa to get drafted, but yeah. it started to drag yeah, uh, through the the – kind of late lottery into the the rest of the first round. All right, so uh, Jim Rosso's Mock Draft 2022 is already out. It's been published. Edmond uh, tweeted about it the other day. Okay. He didn't, actually, and I haven't done a Mock yeah, Draft. Say, but I'm going to ask you some questions. All right, None of that was, was real. <laughs> Here, true or false, Scott Ritchie will attend another party next year, maybe earlier. 
Well, it, uh, I think it's going to depend on if you'll send me to travel that far because, uh, one, I would imagine would be happening in New York, say if Kofi Coburn was in position to be drafted, and the other, perhaps in Puerto Rico, if Andre Corbello, um, is drafted. And speaking of mock drafts, ESPN had its 2022 mock draft out, uh, I think Friday morning because why wait? And Andre Corbello, I think was, if I remember correctly, projected like already at like number 31, 32. Mm. So we'll early see. second round with the opportunity, obviously, to, to move on. Right now, the tra- I just looked at the travel budget. I called it up on my, my phone. Yeah, we can send you to Philo right now. And that's about it. So okay. unless there's a change of plans, unless uh, Zach Griffin gets picked, we can go to Fisher, I guess, too. That's about the same distance as Philo. Uh, kind of so, so, I mean, I guess you're saying I won't be experiencing the <laughs> We'll dra- see. We have a, a year to raise again. money. Okay. Let's start a, go a GoFundMe for, for Scott Ritchie's NBA draft. Since you went all hog wild last Thursday and wound getting home at like 6 a.m., I felt like a father yelling at my teenager. Richie, where it, have you been? I mean, I it was a little earlier. I got back to Champagne about one thirty, and then wrote you know the story that was online, kind of the update to the the draft story, and uh, not used to staying up till three a.m. these days. That yeah, was uh, the old man. It was rough. Anyway, congratulations. Looking forward. What's next for Io uh, uh, rookie uh, league, league out in uh, Vegas? Yeah, summer league starts okay. in six days, so that'll be. Uh, some practices, uh, you know, before that, and then that'll be his first real uh, run as a professional. This just in, Ed Bond. I like the summer league as much as I like the basketball tournament. In fact, more so. I love me some summer. League. I like summer league more than the basketball tournament. Okay, mostly because having you know covering college basketball, it's just like all the best players, right? Because you know, a lot, it, most of the rosters. Not most, but there's a pretty good percentage of them that are guys that went undrafted and either signed just summer league deals or you know, potentially you know went you know signed some two way deals if they had that much juice and yeah it's just a lot of players that I just watched for the last couple of years so be interesting I I will not be the only Illini out there Georgie Bishanchvili signed a, a summer league deal with the Denver Nuggets after working out for half dozen NBA organizations over the last couple months. So, you know, that door is still open for him. I still think he'll eventually wind up, you know, back in Europe. But uh, the summer league opportunity is great for him. And then Malcolm Hill is going to play with the New Orleans Pelicans as well. He gets another shot. He's played in summer league before twice. So he's just continuing on with his pro career and seeing what what he can make of it. All right. Much like the basketball tournament, uh, the summer league is now a media. It's like the NCAA tournament. All the games are on TV in in some fashion. I yeah, would say. I mean, if you get NBA TV, that's mm-hmm. your your go to. Yeah, very cool. Can't wait to see that uh, Scott Ritchie. You should go out to Vegas. Why not? Right. Catch both those guys in action. Are you see what we can putting the bill? Yeah, it's cheap, man. You can take Frontier from Bloomington now. Look it up. See how much it costs you. You can stay at my brother's house. There you go. <laughs> Does your brother know that I'm going to be crashing? Yeah, why not? Go to church. He's a pastor in Las Vegas. All right? A lot of business for a pastor <laughs> in Las Vegas. This thriving Lutheran church. Target-rich environment. All right? 
Might do you some good, Mr. Ritchie. That's a personal affront to that. <laughs> All right. College basketball extra, as we talked about. You almost did the list right. Each Sunday that he writes, Scott Ritchie gives us a top 10. This week's top 10 were the 10 best guards in the Big Ten. You almost got it right. Okay. I mean, that's higher praise than I usually get. Right. So I'll take yeah. it. Cedric, Ru- Cedric Russell at number four. Who? Well, he's new to the Big Ten. Right. Just transferred in from Louisiana I'm to gonna point Ohio out State. Deficiencies. Alonzo Verge. Do you not remember Alonzo Verge? Number six. He killed I'm, it in high school in Illinois. I was on a the John Gross. Not reading. Was anymore. a John Gross recruit way back when. And uh-huh. your other mistake, uh, Eric Ayala. Well, I need I need ten. Yeah, I, I will tell you. I think I mentioned this in the podcast last week. Um, you know, there's some real debate on maybe who the be- ten best bigs or best guards or next week. Um, I believe the college basketball page will be back. The best wings, because. Uh, you know, the top of those lists, very easy. Six through ten, maybe not so much. All right. Well, I, I buy Eli Brooks. I buy Jordan Bohannon because I like old dudes. I buy Alfonso Plummer from Illinois at number nine just because of what I've heard. Not that I ever watched Utah. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not watch a lot of Pac-12 after dark. But every report out of Ubbins, like he's another one of those tough-nosed okay, grinder guards that just, can light it up. On the heels of this. Hutchison stuff. <laughs> Do you think we'd ever hear, oh, boy, this guy's struggling? Well, I mean, a little of bit. Of course you're going to hear these guys are great. It's the best-kept secret. It just feeds the rabid fandom. Yeah. And, I mean, I, oh, John Rothstein was the latest to jump on board the Austin Hutcherson train. Um, and, like, I think he tweeted, you know, spies in CU. It was like, well, Brett Underwood has said multiple times over the last, like, month and a half, two months, like, how great Austin looks, and he's healthy, and so the business of of covering something you're not there to cover. That's what that is, Scott yeah. Ritchie. And I mean, I there's a lot of I think there's two camps in the Austin Hutchers in front. Uh, the one is people that think he's the second coming of I don't know somebody, but will just be you know, the best player on on the team. The other camp, uh, not sold because. He hasn't played in two years. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhere in the middle. I think I, mean, I was very high on him last year before you know the back injury forced him to miss the entire season um, just because he had that sit-out year just to learn the system, work with Adam Fletcher, and which I think has added to you know his athleticism. He's maybe the best athlete on the roster and mm-hmm. you know 40% career three-point shooter. There's a lot to like, but I think you have to balance it with the fact that, you know, Yes, he came from a Division three program. Yes, he has missed. He didn't play the last two years. One of them because of a back injury. So, I mean, I think maybe temper expectations, and then if it turns out well, you're pleased. If it doesn't, it was like, well, you, you don't maybe feel the sting of that. But I think he could be really good. But we just don't know. Okay. And I think you have to say you don't know because you can't know. Here's what I do know: uh, your top ten list, as I said, is kind of right. You had the number one guard in the Big Ten. From the University of Illinois. Andre Corbello. The I'm not, best guard in the Big Ten. I don't think it, it's a stretch. Jaden Ivey checking in at number two. A lot of people over at West Lafayette would argue with you. Well, yeah, they would. Um, and you don't want to get in an argument with somebody from West Lafayette, or Lafayette for that matter, 
or Logansport, Crawfordsville. All right, that's that's tough country. <laughs> it's not like Eureka, soft. I mean, I'm not sure I can debate that point. Uh, I will, though. The mean streets of Eureka, obviously. It, it hardens you as you grow up. Uh, no, but Jaden Ivy, like I put a Jaden Ivy too. It's not like I dumped him like onto the bottom of the list. He's really good, and I mean honestly, if you look at the, the top two guards, like the one thing that's maybe holding them both back is three point shooting because neither of them were very good at it last season. But I think that's obviously an area for growth, uh, an area for improvement, and I mean Andre Carbello was the Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year as a freshman. Now he's you know, poised for, I think, a, a breakout sophomore season, and being the best guard in the Big Ten is reasonable. All right. Two is Jaden Ivey. As I said, Devontae Jones, Michigan's got a weird shot. Speaking of bad shooters. Trent Frazier checking it at five. So here, if you're an Illinois fan, you got to be happy with Richie's list because he has Curbelo at one, Frazier at five, Plummer at nine. It's the best backcourt ever, apparently. <laughs> Maybe not ever, but compared to the rest of the Big Ten this season, could be very good. I think Michigan obviously will be pretty good with Devontae Jones and Eli Brooks. Um, Maryland has potential with Eric Ayala and then Fats Russell. Um, I really like his game, Fats Russell, but uh, when we're talking about poor three-point shooters, uh, he is the president of that club some years. I think he shot like 24% last year from three. Uh, and it wasn't on like minuscule attempts either. Uh, but Plummer, Frazier, Curbelo. I mean, that's just like the three smaller guards. And then you know, there's all those wings at Illinois that question marks around them because they're either a freshman or Austin Hutcherson, but could be a an intriguing backcourt for Illinois this coming season. All right. Cool story on Tim Anderson. You like him? Yeah, I mean, does I he like you. Does he call you Richie? Does he call you Scott? We've literally had one interaction so far, and it was on a computer screen. So, uh, I guess TBD if he likes me. But he, you know, obviously came across really well, you know, in, in the Zoom that we had with him last week. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I really don't know much about him that beyond sort of what everybody knows. Just you know, definitely lauded in the the player development side of things, and he recruited pretty well at DePaul and. We'll see what he can bring to Illinois. All right, the rankings are about, what, two months away from actually happening, maybe three months. Uh, the preseason top 25 will come out, like, around the third week of October. That's kind of typically been a, its release date, so I got a little time. To All right, 20 consecutive weeks Illinois has been in the AP top 25. All right, that's look both your hands and both your feet. That's 20. If you want to add them up, put your shoes back on. We're good. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Gary Parrish has Illinois number 16. That's apparently the expert. That's who you used. You just stopped with him. There's a lot of polls out there, Scott Ritchie. I don't think I stopped with him. I Oh, didn't you? I haven't but, read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. No, I mean, right now, like, in the teens is where you know, Illinois has been. That's that's too low, in my unbiased opinion. I mean, I think so at 
as well. Illinois at eight. I mean, I've got. I mean, I've got a vote. So I mean, oh, we, aren't you fancy? Well, you like for me to tell everyone that I have the vote that the the News Gazette has voted in the AP top twenty five for decades, right? Um, so where do you have them then? Well, we did the the top ten when Kofi came back, and I had them at number five. Yeah, I sense your tone is kind of worsening as this podcast continues. No, I mean I think they're still a top five team. All right. I think. Why the, is Gary Parish putting them at sixteen? Because that's his opinion. Right. I mean. All right. I think. I mean, Kofi Coburn changes it for Illinois when you combine that with Corbello and. Getting super senior guards back like Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams. I mean, and then Alfonso Plummer's a super senior as well. Omar Payne was a good pickup and looks, you know, maybe looks even better now that, you know, Kofi's returned. So they've got two of those guys. Austin Hutcherson's the next big thing, depending on who you ask. It's a, I think it's a top five team. Yeah, let's get the practice started right now. And I'm not talking football. Well, let's go. We're, Again, October, basketball okay. practice will start. You're telling me to wait. Well, you have to. I mean, they just can't. Like, I even wore the Chuck Taylors to the podcast booth today. Just you, all you fired can't, up. You can't jumpstart the, the the schedule just because you want Dang. to. But no, I'm I would be fine with basketball going now. How'd Brad Underwood do at Io's party? By the way, he said he was proud. Yeah, well, they had us set- dancing involved. I mean, I didn't like watch him every minute I was there. Okay, but they had a special, they had a section kind of set aside for um, the people from Illinois. Underwood was there. Adam Fletcher. They, they, like, maybe they came together. They showed up at the same time. And then uh, Demonte Williams, Kofi Coburn, Jacob Grandison, Coleman Hawkins were there. Uh, Neil Ganta, who's was their grad assistant, he's moving on after the, uh, into the next season. He was there as well. Um, a few other staff. Members, you know, were there. So, yeah, they, I mean, they had the kind of section, and, you know, Brad spent some time talking with there are other coaches there. Uh, basically, every Irvin was there Nick Irvin, Mike Irvin, Lance Irvin. So, Underwood talked with them as well and talked to the Isles family. I mean, he just kind of made the rounds. And then once the draft started, he was, you know, locked in and I think, you know, trying to. Suss out maybe where where Iowa's going to be picked. All right, let's go get some playing time. That's good to know. Hey, happy birthday to Josh Whitman, who on Thursday turns how old? Scott Ritchie, uh, forty-three. Good. Yes, was, was I right? <laughs> I want you to read the paper. It was in Sunday's News Gazette, Mike Pearson's weekly legends list and lore. I usually get the birthday stuff when he tweets it out. I didn't okay. see Josh Whitman's. Not too long ago, he was our 40 under 40 man of the year. That returns this fall. Those selections will come out next month. Good luck to you, Scott Ritchie. I think someone nominated you. Really? You're under 40. No, do you think somebody oh, nominated you? I, thought he, I was like, hey, somebody nominated <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I'll probably say no, but I am you under 40. I like have to do good things around the community. I provide right. a service by covering Illinois basketball. That is pretty good. Most popular thing in town. Maybe that does qualify you. What's happening at Ubbin now that uh, everybody's back? Well, now making I've, money, selling T-shirts. 
things like that. Well, I mean, that's sort of the extracurriculars, but now everyone is back because there was still a bit of recruiting last week. Um, the NBA Players Association, their top 100 camp, which was actually like a top 60 camp this year because they limited the numbers. Um, so a couple, uh, I believe maybe both Chester Frazier and Jeff Alexander were there, but so Illinois was represented because there were some recruiting targets that got invited to that camp, including... Jaden Shrett uh, from Yorkville Christian, who's, uh, I think, making a case to be the top player in the state in his class. Uh, A.J. Casey's kind of held that since uh, really his freshman year, but Jaden came on strong at the end of the summer um, with Illinois Wolves. They won the Under Armour uh, national title, and then obviously getting the, the NBA PA top 100 camp invite's a big deal. Um so it'll be interesting to see what kind of where he lands, but he was there and a couple other recruiting targets as well. Got invited. Um, Khalil Ware, uh, the center out of Arkansas, who also kind of had a – his spring was maybe more of his blow-up on, on the AUC in the summer, but he got into five-star status. So now everyone's back. Workouts will continue for uh, not much longer because there will be a, a, a break um, before classes start. Well, I guess the third week of August, so they get a little downtime just to get ready for the the school year. But then, then once school year starts, they'll have you know workouts again leading up to the start of practice in October. All right, looking forward to that uh, final schedule being released. That should happen this month at some point. You'd hope. Would hope. You're looking forward to uh, the masks rules. That uh, might have to be enforced again for basketball season. Not sure what they're going to do with football yet. Well, since I mean I am headed over to Memorial Stadium a little bit later today. You'll I've been there by the time you hear this, but uh, rules on campus are everyone has to be masked inside university buildings, whether they're vaccinated or not. So uh, Memorial Stadium is a university building, so even if they want a sellout in 26 days for that Nebraska game. Um, unless things change and get better again, uh, probably going to be masks. Mandated. I just need to tailgate again. It's a simple request. It's been too long since I've done it. I mean, I it's been that happen, a very long time since yeah. I've done it. Cause I'm really good at tailgating, by the way. I, I feel like I used to be, but now, you know, I'm at the games working, right. so that kind of puts a, a kibosh buzz on thing, a buzz kill on yeah. things. Yeah, can't do that. Uh, cool story in Sunday's A one: Lamont Holden, former Illini football player, and Drell Young, former Champaign Central student, teaming up to uh, come up with the Illini anthem, which should uh, liven up the joint on football game days. Yeah, it seems to be from. Uh, reading the story seems to be getting some traction, and it's uh, you know, better than like those viral songs that I got on YouTube for like this is Indiana, the IU song, and Missouri had an even worse one. Really? That, yeah, there was like students that was it country music, the Missouri song? No, it was like okay. it was sort of like a, a hip hop type deal. I'm not mm-hmm. rap. It was, I mean, no offense to the people that did it, but yikes. What else is happening in the land of Illinois basketball? And we're soon to return to your weekly data dump. 
I know we're not quite there yet. Well, we gotta you know have a new season for some. Do you some new data? I don't. I don't Do have you? anything right now. It's. Sure. I mean, it's all at this point months old, and I mean, we've probably hashed through it all. But uh, I mean, in the world of Illinois basketball, I mean, I think the next big date on the calendar is actually the next big football date on the calendar is that Nebraska game. There, the I think the the plan is to have some visitors on campus for basketball and some potential recruits and kind of sell you know get and, you know again hopefully things are good it'll be a f- big crowd and you know maybe a good game and they can show what campus is like when there's some life to it well who might those visitors be scott Ritchie? the one that's at least been i think semi-scheduled that i know of um is cam whitmore who's the four-star wing out of uh baltimore you know, another Chester Frazier recruit, um, kind of from his stomping grounds, obviously, and who had a really good UIBL two weeks, you know, down in North Augusta, and a really interesting player because, you know, plays above the rim, but like he's six six, like two twenty. He's got the physical frame to to play in the Big Ten now, I think, and be an interesting piece, you know, for for Illinois. If they were able to get him, but they made his. I think he had a top eight, so I mean they're definitely involved. And in, again, you know, Chester Fraser is leading the way on that recruitment, like he did for Jaden Epps, like he did for Sincere Harris, and Illinois got both those guys. All right, there'll be another visitor at Memorial Stadium on the twenty eighth. That will be our junior reporter. So anybody listening to this podcast who has a kid first through eighth grade, email Scott Ritchie, s Ritchie at newshypengazette dot com. Say hey, I want. I want my kid to be wined and dined at the stadium and, and treat him like Lauren Tate. It's a very cool program, and uh, we're happy to do it again this year. Seven home games. We need seven kids who want to write about the football game. I'd like to see that done for basketball, too. Maybe junior radio person. Junior Ed Bond. What do you think by that? I mean, sure. I don't. I'm not in the decision-making process for any of that, so if you say yes, then... Well, let's do it. Email Scott Ritchie. Give him the ideas. Okay, last chance, Ritchie, before I send you off on your merry way. For any kind of info, you want to dump on Illinois basketball. Well, I mean, really the only maybe newsy stuff is just a couple more offers went out you know, last week, uh, kind of to end July, which was a uh, a good month, I think, just for basketball and recruiting, just because it was back to normal-ish, at least. Um, but yeah, there's a another kind of Chester Frazier centric target, just you know, from his quote unquote territory. Not that they have, you know, you only recruit here, but Virginia is one of his big areas from just growing up in the DMV area, and then obviously coaching at Virginia Tech. But Justin Fernandez. Is a class of 2022 wing, 6'5", 200 pounds, kind of guard-forward combo. Um, unranked right now, um, but you know, he had a pretty productive season um, for his junior year in high school, and then like his recruitment has just blown up in July. Um, essentially like a dozen high major offers. I would not be surprised to see him kind of jump up the rankings. And then um, class of 2023, 
new offer out to Joey Brown, who plays at North Central uh, over in Indianapolis, the alma mater of Eric Gordon, among others. 3,700 kids go to North Central. That's a big high school. How do you make the team, even? God, that's uh, just a point of comparison. There's about 4,500 people in Eureka. <laughs> but uh, so Joey Brown, 6'6", 190-pound guard, uh, going to be a junior this coming season. Uh, recruitment's really just started for him, but has an Illinois, LSU, and then an IUPUI offer. So see where kind of that, that goes. But Illinois has tried to recruit Indiana a little more, maybe, maybe with Brown mm-hmm. Underwood. Got Luke Goody out of Fort Wayne. Uh, got Reggie Bass in the class of 2022. Um, trying to think. Muncie. Yeah. Originally from Muncie, but was playing this last season in Fort Wayne right. at a prep school. So, you know, making an effort. Pass along to Coach. If you need some help in the Hoosier State, you can just tap my shoulder. Okay. I'll use my connections, <laughs> my deep, deep connections. Sure. See uh, what I can do for him. I'll, I'll let him know. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. <laughs> All right, Scott Ritchie. Uh, look forward to reading you every morning, 6 a.m., AlanaAHQ.com, Listen, listening to you on the radio multiple times a week. And just being in your general overall company. It's a blessing. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you next Monday.